Welcome to Triple Threat, the podcast with Jamel President, where it's good news and good vibes all the time, baby. When we left Portugal to come play with you and your system, Jamel, it was the best thing for Shane because you, you, you pushed him to do other things outside his box. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Jamel President and on Twitter at President Jamel. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast as I'll be bringing you a new interview every month. Hey, what's up, guys? Coming up next, we got Jamal Edmondson, um, a local player from the Charleston area. Um, played at Ashley Ridge, played at a couple different high schools in the area, but a very, very dedicated player um, that loves to work on his craft. Um, we talked to Jamal about his, uh, his journey on uh, being a collegiate athlete and things that, um, things that he did and support from his parents and community to help him get there. Very, very, very interesting interview. All right, let's get into it. Jamel. There you go right there. What's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. How you doing? Man, I'm chilling, man. I'm tired a little bit, man, but I'm good. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> I'm yeah. taking your advice, man. I'm grinding hard. I played pickup last and I feel good. Good, good, good. Yeah, my game feel good, man. I just got to get my second win back, but I feel good. Good, good, good. Well, I know you say you got weights in a couple of hours, so you know, we get right into it, you know. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> and uh, I appreciate you appreciate you coming on. No problem, man. Anytime. Like I told you before, what we try to do is, um, is uh, you know, you've been legit, you know, back in the days coming up and, you know, getting to the point where you can play in college. So we wanted to, you know, create that blueprint and give uh, the upcoming athletes and the families, you know, a little, a little, uh, a leeway on how things done, the expectations, you know, the rigorous hard work in it. So I think, you know, this, this interview will help people to understand, like, you know, it's not something that's not done every day. It's a, it's a thing. It's, it's a grind. Yes, sir, it is. Um, so before we get started, <clears throat> um, take us back, you know, back in the younger days, man, um, park and rivals, like what were some of the parks you've been into and, and what were the rec departments and how were the, how were the uh, the programs that you know that, that got you started when you know when you were coming up? Um, the first park we used to always play in the rec center was uh, Denny Jones over there in uh, Park Circle down there on Montague. Correct. Um, it was real competitive over there. We used to play against uh, Mr. Vernon and them, um, and that's why I started off playing and um, just playing up there and just getting better every day, working hard, and uh, that's why I started that. And I lived in a neighborhood called Pepper Tree and. We used to play from time we got out of school until it was time to go in the house, you know, just right. kept playing and trying to work hard every day and do the right thing, go to school and just play basketball. Right. So, so, um, you know, what, what, what were your middle school like though? Like, did you play in like, um, <clears throat> like, you know, these little travel leagues, yeah. like the direct department league, like what, what were they, how were the competition? And so middle school, like middle school, I went to a school called Jerry Zucker over there on D, D road. Um, it was good. I played, um, my seventh grade year, we uh won the championship. We won undefeated. 
Um, for AAU, I played for the Premier Jammers with a uh, College of Charleston standout, Shay McCravey. Um, it was pretty good. We had some good players. Uh, one of the guys we on our team is actually uh, Aaron Neesmith, who is uh, playing for the Boston Celtics right now. Um, awesome. awesome. So it was real good. It was competitive back in the day, and all them guys were competitive. They're doing great things with their life right now. You know what I'm saying? I still talk to them guys to this day, and I made great friendships, you know what I'm saying, playing with them. For sure. Yeah. Um, so when did it start to click, though? You know what I mean? Because I know, um, I remember you being in, in, in seventh, eighth grade where you really started to really come on the scene. But when did it start clicking when you started to, you know, to dominate and, 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 and hold your own weight? It started clicking. Uh, my grandma passed coming into my seventh grade year. And I had a coach named Terrell Williams. He actually passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah. He told me like I do stuff in the game. He could like see like me getting better. He's like, if you keep working, you could be good. You know what I'm saying? But I never thought I could like be good. I just like started like liking basketball because I seen Kobe Bryant playing against the Celtics in uh, 2010. So sure. when my grandma passed, I was like, I gotta do something for her, like make her proud. You know what I'm saying? So I started taking it more serious. You know, getting in the gym working hard, you know what I'm saying, taking my craft serious because uh, I'm, I'm a gym rat. And I started taking that serious and then ended up going over to stall. And as an eighth grader, I was just going to play JV because it was like right in the area. I didn't know uh, – I didn't really know like too much about varsity and stuff like that. And right. Coach Emery, I gave – I appreciate him so much. He's uh, actually the girls coach at Wanda right now. They're doing really good. He gave me the opportunity to play varsity at a very young age and I actually did really well. And so that kind of like got me started and I just blossomed from there and right. just kept going. And then, uh, yeah, just blossomed from so there. It just sounds kept like, so it sounds like, you know what I mean? The, the individual talent and the individual skill help people propel, right? But yes, sir. That's what I do with the organization because what if someone that, Unlike yourself, that's not highly skilled, not highly talented, but they have the the the, the right tools and resources, information to help get them to that level. And that's what the kind of the day foundation kind of want to present because, like you just said, you didn't know about varsity. You, you didn't have no one. Not saying your dad wanted to support you, but I'm talking about even when even our dads sometimes our family sometimes don't have the the good resources and information that we exactly. need exactly because they don't know. So exactly, what do you tell parents and kids? you know, in the intermediate age group, what, what, what were some suggestions you would, you would, you would, you would, you would give to them? Because you had to, you, you had to figure it out just off talent and skill, but what if someone don't have that? What do you, what do you suggest? Yeah. And like you said, like your parents, like you might have like a parent out there who knows the game really good or play like high division one or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's always good to hear like another area, like you, like I come to you and get advice, you know what I'm saying? Cause you sometimes like tune your parents out after you like hear the same ear, you know what I'm saying? So the only thing like I would say is like, if you don't have it, I think you got to go to extra wall, you know what I'm saying? The extra mile in your game, you know what I'm saying? You got to put in more work. You got to do the little things. Like it's like, it's not the big things in your game. It's the small things, you know what I'm saying? Like on your jump shot, like the smallest things you mess up your jump shot, you know what I'm saying? Like it could be footwork, you know what I'm saying? It could be the smallest thing, you know what I'm saying? You got to put in extra work in the weight room, you know, get it on the track or wherever you at running, treadmill, something, you know what I'm saying? Just to like sure. compete with the boys, especially if like, I never really had this problem growing up. I'm 6'6 six, six now, but smaller guys got to go the extra mile, you know what I'm saying? So right. all it is, it's just work, you know what I'm saying? It's like determination, how much you want it, like how motivated are you, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody should like have to like 
especially like I mean at a young age, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe parents gotta push it a little bit, but like as you get older and like in high school, if you want this bad enough and you want to play like at the next level on a high level, nobody should have to push you and like For have sure. to like mo- make you like go out and get it. You just gotta go out and want it. You know what I'm saying? That's all it For is sure. the drive. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So you know, and you had a great well. Let's talk about your high school years, because you know you, you've been to a couple of different high schools throughout your four year <laughs> tenure. And yes, the question, sir. And the question is, is why? What were, uh-huh. were you were you can, looking for a, a certain um, direction, a certain tutelage? You know, what, and that's something I want to talk about in this from this, particularly in this area, is that the talent is so spread out. Everybody's pretty much on their own, right? So mm-hmm. you need the families, you know, at their own to figure out what's the best situation for their kid. But when you got these jurisdictions where you can't go this place or that place, it kind of screws the situation up. So that's why charter schools was kind of invented to kind of help the athletes, you know, be more, be more targeted to the athletes. So in, in, in your pursuit, tell us about your, 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 uh, your journey, the different high schools, okay. why and how, you know, how, how was this beneficial? Okay, high school. Man, high school was fun. Uh, some of my des- best days passed me. Uh, I started off my eighth grade year because it was a private school. I ended up going to this school called Norfolk Academy mm-hmm. um, over there in Somerville. Um, the reason why I chose Norfolk is because my dad and them thought it would be a better place for me to like get a better education and like try to get me prepared for college. I was a, I was a good student in public school, but like they thought like that would be better for me, like locking it in for the basketball standpoint. They actually had some good players over there: Tavon Major, Douglas DeWight, uh, Scoop. It was a good squad over there, and I thought if you put me together, we can win a couple championships. In this timeout session. We got Seth Wilson. The AAU circuit has like disillusioned people into the competitive mindset because you're like, I paid for three games. I'm getting three games. Back when I was going going up, you were going up. I don't know that I'm going to be able to like get back on the court if I lose right now. Right. <clears throat> right. right. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. So I have to win right now. I have to get that going. And so I think that one, there's a lot of these distractions. So I think that kids can become really good at a lot of things. But the thing that they're not able to do and why I sometimes wonder, like, how much better the players in the 80s and the 90s and the 70s were because like there was nothing else to to do but to get really good at that jump shot. So Larry Bird's jump shot may be insane because like I'm so good and so bored that I'm going to spend this in like tire summer shooting with nothing but my left hand. Now let's get back to the interview. We actually got the two champion, state championships. You know, we lost my eighth grade year. We lost the uh, Hammond, uh, seven of the Woods and the Boys, mm-hmm. um, who's actually at South Carolina right now. Then my and then my ninth grade year, we lost the uh, Portugal to like Aaron Neesmith, Josiah James, and uh, Jake Lanford. It was really good, you know. So mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna go to a private school and I was gonna run stuff over there, but I think 
me growing up personally, I don't think it's the same now, but I think like growing up, I feel like the best players down in the area was in private school at the time. You know what I'm saying? You had mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Sloss and had Pinewood and Mike Wright. Mm-hmm. It was loaded. Mikey Dukes at first Baptist, Joe Powell. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was great competition. And then myself and then freshman year, we lost to Porter. My sophomore year, I was having a good year. I, I've been having a good year every year. And then I just thought after my sophomore year, after we lost to Pinewood, uh, I thought it'd be better for change. I thought I could like go to public school and get it like higher GPA and stuff like that. And, and then at that time, I was seeing people like get offers at the time who I knew I was like burdening in my whole life. And it was mm-hmm. kind of like a depressing stage. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I don't understand. Right. I don't have no offers yet. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of a, that summer was kind of like a sinking point for me. And like, I was like, man, I'm frustrated. So then I was I, like, I wanted to like play football. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, <laughs> I was like, maybe the best place would probably be like Oceanside to come play out there for you. Right. And I was like doing it. Then one morning I just woke up. I'm like, I don't love this game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, right. I knew if I like worked at football, I could have been really good. But I'm like, I don't love this game. Like, what are you doing? So then in Oceanside was a little too far for me. It was up the way. So I told my dad, Ashley Ridge was right there. And I met Dobbles. And he ended up being like a really good coach for me, a, a role model who ended up being like one of the best coaches I ever played for. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. I ended up transferring from Northwoods my sophomore year, coming into my junior year and played for Dabbles. Played over there. Uh, won the player of the year over there. We came from, like, last and the third in the region by, like, one game. Uh, some good teams in that region, too. Uh, West Ashley, my kids right. I grew up with, Jackie Jackson, Skylar Williams, Sheldon Brown, Randall Littman, guys yeah. like that. It was really good. Uh, and then after my junior year, I got real close with Dabbles. I just loved him, man, because, like, he'd get in the gym with me anytime I wanted to. I could hit him up. He'd come up there on a Sunday, you know, anytime I wanted. It's, like, outside of basketball, you know what I'm saying? We had a bond outside of the court, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't just about basketball, you know what I'm saying? Like, we could talk about anything. I could go to him about anything. And then jun- after my junior year season, he had a meeting with us and said, hey, I'm going to Francis Marion. Mm. Um, and I was, like, real hurt, you know what I'm saying? And he was basically like, what did you tell me you wanted? And I was like, an offer, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, man, I came here for you, basically, you know? Right. And he goes to Francis Marion, and they offered me, like, they offered me before he, like, even, like, was going there, before I knew he was going there. And then I just committed on the spot. I didn't wait no option or anything. I just committed yeah. on the spot, you know what I'm saying? And ended up going to Francis Marion, you know? So awesome. that was, like, my high school experience. I won a couple of accolations. I, I won a lot of awards in high school. It was really good. Right, right. And that's yeah. a good story. But at the same time, that's what I'm trying to, you know, put like your passion of, of, of getting to your end game. You know, kids, families will do whatever it takes. Right. Because that's an investment. Yeah. That's an investment of your time, your energy, your skill. And you want to families want to make sure I get, I get my kid kid in the best opportunity that can be best beneficial to him. And there's nothing yes, wrong sir. with that. Right. You didn't. You did not grow to be six six because you switched schools. You didn't, you know, lose a limb. You know, so it's okay to take chances. It's okay to do yes, things sir. to 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 get what you want, and that's that's something people and parents got to understand. Yes, um, sir. So you have Francis Marion now. Talk about um, that experience, man. Talk about that transition because you come in high school, you're the man, right? 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can goof off a little bit. But obviously, you're going to go hard and practice. Yeah. But when you get in college, it's like you don't you go home, you, you know, your mom cook you some neat, some neat, whatever. You go home, you wake up the next day. You got a lot of other things that supporting you. But when you're in college, it's all on you. You got to have. A yes, sir. You got to do everything. You got to be on time. You got to be there. So talk about that transition. because People think it's. It's easy, man. It's, it's not at all. It's not easy at all. The transition is real life different because you're really on your own in the real world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember my mom and my dad used to always tell me, like, don't grow to grow too fast. High school transition to college adjustments. Uh, everything's a little quicker and a little stronger but uh other than that um you put the work and i think you'll really be fine um for me it was in like a real big like transition i don't think because i was always already big and but i think like coming into france man i think my freshman year i was just so excited everything was new to me you know what i'm saying i was like a deer in the headlights i was just like dang i'm really out here like i'm doing my dream what i want to do ever since i started playing basketball you know but like you, you like you said like your parents can like you could wake up and they cook you a hot stove meal but like when you went college like you wake up you got to cook your own meal you know what i'm saying so mommy and daddy ain't there you know what i'm saying depending on what the situation is you ain't like down the road you know you could be like three thousand miles away so it's a big transition you know it's all on different people how they like adjust to it you know what i'm saying i adjusted pretty well uh i liked it you know what i'm saying I think, and I, I think you adjusted pretty well because you have a you have a want and passion to get to the next level, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Think, definitely. You got to think. Um, people want that the degree of difficulty to be like, oh yeah, I'm a collegiate athlete. I got a scholarship. I'm going here. You know, it's, it's good table talk. But when practice hit, and you got that same guy that's from Florida that just as good as you coming at your head every day, mm-hmm. you know, mentally, like how do you cope with that? Like, do you do you like because I understand you have a bad day in practice. Now you think about you losing your starting spot. You've been a man yeah. in high school. Now you're coming off the bench, not playing as much. You know, mm-hmm. how, how do you deal with those situations mentally? It's hard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's really hard. I love uh, I love when my teammates challenge me, though, because everybody in college was, like, the best one in their like, high school team. You know what I'm saying? So I love when the next man in my spot is, like, challenging me because if he's not challenging me, he's not making me no better. You know what I'm saying? And I'm competitive. I'm all for it, you know what I'm saying? Because I need you to challenge me just like I'm gonna challenge you. Right. And um, I feel like uh, I feel like the biggest thing is like you have a bad day in practice is you missing your jump shot one day. You gotta get in the gym on the gun and get up 500. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you're not, if your handles feel loose, you gotta get in there and do some ball handling on the fingertips. You know what I'm saying? You gotta do the extra modest basketball stuff. Being a college athlete, whether it's basketball, football foosball, tennis, lacrosse, you know what I'm saying? You got to get in there and work on your craft, you know what I'm saying? Because these dudes are coming for you. Um, and you just got to be up. It's always next man up rotation. Um, but just work on your craft. That's all you got to do is just stay consistent at what you do. This basketball stuff t- literally takes up your whole day. And that's for any athlete, you know what I'm saying? It really, you be coming home like, dang, man, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? It's been a day, you know what I'm saying? Really, like, you go to class, then you got practice weights, then you might like do some extra conditioning or something like that. It really be all day. Then all you got left is do homework, take a shower, and go to bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like Lakers. That's what I was going to say. You, you you get up at six. You got weights. Then you mm-hmm. go to class. 
then you got yep. practice, then you got to eat. So, you know, then you, but then you got to have a social life. You got to have a family life. You got to have a friend mm -hmm. life. Like, how do you put all that? No, I'm not asking you this question, but people just don't know the, 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 the schedule, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. The that it puts on, you, on your life. It's, a, it's actually a sacrifice. Hey, what's up, guys? Check this out. If you're coming into the Charleston area, or maybe leaving at the Charleston area, and you want to avoid long lines and be greeted by friendly, sweet people, go check out Mark over at Avis and Budget Car Rental at 7685 Northwoods Boulevard. When you go see Mark and you mention Triple Threat Podcast, you receive 30% discount on your rental. They also offer compact to large SUVs and vans to rent with quick, easy transaction and check us out and limited mileage on most rentals. So give Mark a call at 843-572-3190. Don't forget to mention Triple Threat Podcast. And actually, a lot of times, I, uh, like I talk to my dad uh, every day, my mom every day. And uh, talk. I got two best friends, uh, like who I'm real close with, um, Jalen Williams and Hampton Summerhill. I talk to them every day. They call me every day. I don't answer they call. They call me back because they're actually college athletes, too. Sure. Um, so it'd be hard. So somewhere in the day, like after like practice or in between a break or something like that, I find a way to talk to them. Or if they call me, I'd be like, hey, I call you back or they do the same thing. So it's tough. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people call me and then I'd be like, hey, I can't talk now. Sometimes they get mad. I'm like, yo, like, I can't talk right now. I'm busy. I'm in the gym. You know, I'm like, I practice today. Sometimes they get mad, but I really don't. Like, I'm like, okay, it's not well, my fault. A, well, that's what I want to tell the audience, too. I'm glad I want to just touch base on that because then that's the decision make. That's the decision you got to make as an athlete, right? Yeah. You don't want that. You don't need that the energy. You need all supportive, positive energy around. So if, a, if your friend, so-called friend, is either at college or at, let's say they're at home, just for the, mm -hmm. the, the, the message, and they're not, a, you know, respecting your time, respecting what you're doing, then you don't need them as a friend. No, you sir. Know? And that's, that's, that's very important. Talk exactly. about, about the culture, the culture at the school, because, you know, coming from Charleston and North Charleston, and then you go into a college, you got kids from all different type of countries and, you know, different yeah. You know, how was that, um, you know, different for you? How did you adapt? Um, the culture is actually, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, for me, it was kind of different because I'm I'm coming from Charleston, South Carolina, which is a great city. I love my city. Uh, I always tell people, uh, we're the number one city in America. You can look us up at Syria on your phone. Um, but going to Florence, it was different people. I had teammates uh, from Virginia, Louisiana, Orlando, um, from all over. And the thing, the biggest adjustment uh, was how they talk, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, mm -hmm. but everybody was cool. I had a great relationship with almost all my teammates. Uh, had a, a teammate from Nigeria who was in, ended up being my roommate, my best friend there. That's uh, my boy, San. Uh, but it wasn't really too bad. I loved the culture. Everybody had a good attitude, but everybody had like the same mindset. Everybody wanted to like win. 
you know what I'm saying? Trying to embrace the culture. Like we were just trying to win, have one mindset. And that was just to win, basically like, get things done the right way and try to win. Right. That's all we try I, to do. I give you right quick before we go into the next topic, I give you um, a little food for thought is that your, your, your roommate, your friends, your teammates, um, make sure you set that example for yourself, how the way you want them to view you 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. You understand that because you got to figure your roommate, your teammate might be an executive at a bank. You might be, you know, in, in a position in, in, in politics. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you go to them for not helpful assistance or support, you want to make sure they're looking at the Jamal Edmondson, you know, right then, not judging Jamal, the, the Jamal Edmondson from back then. Yes, right? sir. Um, so w- w- what's, what, what, what are your career interests? What's something that, um, that you're thinking about going into, you know, if and I'm not, we're not going to talk about afterlife of basketball, you're not there yet, but we all know we want to go to the NBA, basically make some money for what mm-hmm. you do. But what, what are your career interests besides sports? Um, so right now, uh, I'm an education major at Francis Marion and I tell people that name like, Oh my God, like Jamal, it's your personality. Like you make a great teacher, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I don't want to be a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I actually want to be a college coach, college head coach. So that's something I really want to do. Uh, what I'm going to start doing is, uh, I'm going to ask like get with Dobbles and get with you and see how to draw like game and like preparation for like games and stuff like that. So I could like be a coach, um, stuff like that. Um, but that's one of the big things I really want to do. I want to be a college coach because uh, I love the game. You know what I'm saying? I want to be around the game after I'm done playing because the ball is not going to bounce forever. And a lot of people got to, like, understand that. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's fun while it lasts. You know what I'm saying? It takes you a lot of places. You meet different people, friendships forever. You see different things go around the world. But, like, you got to have, like, a fallback plan. And that's what I want to do. I want to be a college coach. You know, athletes are, you know, getting the like and image, getting paid now. Uh, the mm-hmm. possibility, I don't know if it's, it's, it's pretty much clear, but if that situation, you know, becomes into fruition in your, your, your stay there, um, how would you benefit from that? Like, what were some things that you would do to implement? Because social media, like, we didn't have social media back then. We, it wasn't opportunities like that. Um, but to answer your question, I'll answer my question for you, and I'll let you answer if I had those situations back then, I would be collecting like you know, those little programs, um, uh, T-shirts, you know, Frisbees, things they sell out. And, and I have some type of archive where I would have that online and the mem- memorabilia, right? And now yes, I would check out those things because, yeah, you know what I mean? But that's just something that I'll think about then. But w- w- what are something that you would think about that, that you can make money? You know, that's now that it's it's, it's, it's probably um, going into illegal. Now, I, I, I'm not, I don't know if it's there yet, but I'm just saying if, if it was there right now and ready to go, what would you do? Different things I would probably do, especially like with the Internet, uh, probably like sell, sell shoes and like shirts. That's real popular right now. And uh, probably buy shoes off of people and like resell them. That's a big thing. People love shoes, especially now they call it drip nowadays. Uh, mm-hmm. They like shoes, and I think I'm, you can make good profit off that. And I think a lot of people like buy that. You know what I'm saying? So that's something I would do and look back and like just donate back to the community, community, and like give back. You know what I'm saying? Is that why people look? That's why kids when they in the pictures. That's why they looking. 
That's what are you, <laughs> yeah. What are you looking down at? Like I, yeah. I never understood that. I'll be ball, looking at man. pictures and they're looking it's, down. And yeah. I go, I look down, all I see is shoes, but I'm like, Yeah, man. It's the, is that the pose. Is that the was that that mean look down? Yeah, it, it's just like a pose, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know, man. I it's don't just, know, bro. I'm just looking at like you said, like you said uh the other day when I talked to you, it's like man. You gotta like you need to post like what you uh do, you know what I'm saying? It should be a basketball in your hand every time, you know. So gotta take that into consideration too, you know what I'm saying? Let people know what you're about, basically, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And uh yeah, man, like and not saying that you do it, I mean that's just the generation, right? Generation how it is now. The generation. Exactly. It's no, it's no, you know, it's nothing, you know, nothing that a bad thing. I just didn't I just didn't I didn't understand you understand it. Because right. you didn't grow up like that. Right, right. In this timeout session, we got Trey McLean. I knew I made the right decision because these coaches at West Ashley, mm. you know what I'm saying? I now I see for a fact that hey, I can get up out of here. For sure. I can do this. I can do this. I seen like I see it, and I play with these dudes, so like I see. It. So my next year I played numbers went and great like I said it was cool I think I was probably like eight or nine I wasn't gonna turn your head though right. you know what I'm saying right. I right. was just I played I just played I played super hard I wasn't gonna never back down it was cool but so then once them dudes graduated though you know now it's time to step up right and like the pre looking at me like hey them dudes ain't coming back through that door. <laughs> For sure. It's time to step up. Like, what you gonna do? Like, do you really want it? The previous type of coach that's like, he gonna ask you, he only gonna ask you a few times. Right. If you don't want it, then he ain't gonna force it upon you. For sure. So, like, you gonna have to go get it. Now, let's get back to the interview. The other thing that was really, uh, you know, trying in this time that you being a freshman coming in was the pandemic, right? COVID. Yeah. It was huge. I mean, it caused a, a big turbulence and everything. Um, it did. What was the effect from, from a team standpoint, the player standpoint, where you couldn't play, you couldn't, you know, go in a gym? Like, you know, take us, give us some situations, like how you felt and how y'all dealt with that as a team. It was rough. Uh it was really tough. The pandemic was a very costly time. Um, it actually hit for me, like, on my spring break. And so we went on spring break, like, that Friday. We was going for a week. And then, like, stuff started getting shut down, like, Wednesday. And we were supposed to go back to school and have, like, summer workouts and stuff like that. And I was really looking forward to it as a freshman. Right. And I ain't never experienced that. I was ready to, like, get in the pool and stuff like that, do the pool workouts. They said it was, like, mm. crazy. They call it hell week. And, uh, we was going to get in the pool and stuff like that, do workouts in the court and get in the weight room. I was really excited to do that to see how much I can grow right. coming into my sophomore year to have a big year, you know? So sure. I was doing that. And then, but the pandemic shut out all down. So next time I went back to Francis Marion is when I was moving all my stuff out back home. And so it was tough. Everything got shifted online. You know what I'm saying? It was new to everybody. Like, it was like, dang, like I need my teacher to like ask questions. Um, from a basketball standpoint, it was really rough to like find a gym because I hate taking days off. The most I could like take off is maybe like a day, but I feel like I get rusty and I don't want to fall off and you want to stay in shape. So right. it was tough just trying to find a gym. 
had to go outside. I had to just go outside and go in the garage. More hot and more out here. Like it's real, like humid in Charleston. So it was tough doing that in this heat. But you got to do what you got to do if you want to. You know what I'm saying? If you want to yeah. compete with the best. So I was doing that, and it was just crazy. And then I ended up getting back in the gym, and it was good. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I didn't miss a beat. For me uh, personally, financially wise, like my I work at a grocery store, so. It didn't slow me down a bit, but I know it like affected like other people like tremendously. You know what I'm saying? Some people had unemployment, but for the people who didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like it was really bad. You know what I'm saying? And then all the rioting and stuff was going on and Black Lives Matter. It was just a crazy time for 2020. Like some stuff I had never seen before. It was a crazy experience. Um, but yeah, like it was tough times. You know? And my next my next topic, um my next topic being um the, your overall coaching philosophy, right? And you said you want to be a coach, right? Yes, sir. So, um, I want to know. Give me. I want to know your overall coaching philosophy. But I want to answer my question with your for for you, my my point of view. So you understand what I'm saying? And okay. I think a great coach have to have have to be transparent with their players. In our conversation, when you was coming to Oceanside, and uh, we were in the, the locker room at at the College Charleston camp. I told you before, you know, kids were, they heard Jamal was coming. So, you know, kids were a little, eh, they wouldn't, you know, were low, they wouldn't feeling that. But as a coach, yeah. I knew what benefits you can have to the team. I know what yes, team, a team could benefit you and vice versa. So that's my job to mend those two things together. So I brought everybody, the whole team in and told, told them, what Jamal role is, what he's coming to do, how our offense is going to be changed, how everybody's going to eat. And that's important. Transparency yes, is very important. What what was something that you would think that's very important as a coach, since you want to be a, a future coach, what was something that you would implement and be, you know, a stickler about? Just make my players feel comfortable and make them feel like I love them. Um, it's a show, um, I don't know if the viewers out there have seen it, it's on Netflix called Last Chance You. Um, it's this year's on basketball, and uh, I love the coach on there. Uh, I think he sometimes wanted it more than them kids. You know what I'm saying? Like he was in it, like he said, he was like saying, like, "What do you want?" Like you know what I'm saying? Like he was missing his kids' game, and he he was putting in like just as much work as them. He was running with them. You know what I'm saying? I just want my players to know, like, I'm there for them. Like I take a bullet for them. You know, like I want them to know. But at the same time, I'm trying to get them to the next level, so I'm gonna push them, and I'm not gonna tell them what they want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a real dude. That's how I'm in, I'm in life. Like Kobe Bryant and Nipsey Hussle are my like heroes. You know what I'm saying? So I listen to them a lot talking. So I'm real as spill and. uh I'm going to be there for my players and I'm going to go to war with them. And I want them to do the same for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I'm going to be a yellow screaming type coach, but uh, I'm just talking to them. I just get my point through. You know what I'm saying? Like I play mind games with them. You know what I'm saying? Like right. how when last chance you, he was like, they was playing real Honda and they supposed to be blowing real Honda out of halftime. He was like, it's your season. You know what I'm saying? It's however y'all want to play. You know what I'm saying? Y'all should be embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? I probably talk like that, but he know what he was doing. He was just trying to get his point across. You know, like everybody's different. You know what I'm saying? So like, just trying to let him know I'm there. You know what I'm saying? And have have him play for me. I don't want him to like quit on me. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna play hard. You know? And I want to play like a probably like the game is changing now. Steph Curry has changed the game, so I probably like play like a running gun style type offense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Right. I haven't really got into the playbook and stuff, other stuff yet, but like I'll get up into it. Like as I get like. Closer down the line. Let me, give you, let me give you two suggestions. For one, yes, sir. You don't change your playbook until you understand the players that you have. 
Right? Yes, sir. You can't yes, say sir. you're going to bake cake and you ain't got no eggs in the refrigerator, right? Yes, sir. So you got to make sure that your 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 playing your playing style fits your 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 personnel. Mm-hmm. And secondly, is that all the things that you said you want as a coach for your players, would you being a current player, make sure you providing all those things for your current coach. Yes, sir. That's how you become a great player because you can't expect as a coach for your players to do all these things and see it the way you want to see it, but then you being a current player don't give the same respect to your current coach. Yes, sir, definitely. All right, so um, talking to the future coming up players, we're talking about middle school, like what would you tell them that's more important we need to work on? You being a freshman, sophomore, you know, in college right now, (laughs) What would you tell them that's really, really important? Because everybody wants to travel and play. And I, I keep I talked to uh, Joe Chile about this the other day about AAU, YBOA, USBA, Kmart, Target, Walmart. Like family <laughs> will come to me and say, "Hey, look, my son, we playing AAU. Okay, well I'll come check the set. I'll check, come check the game out. Send me a schedule. They send me a schedule, and the top of the thing say USBA." So I let yeah. you know that that coach, that organization is not being truthful to those parents. Nah. And secondly, if you're playing travel ball, whatever organization you're playing with, you need to be certified. You need to have all your situations squared away academically. So it's no, it's no, it's no weight on a family that I'm paying all this money to get you exposure. Now I got to do all this to get you no, if you're playing for the organization, organization should support that family interest moving forward. So what's the exactly? Case? I feel like AU. I feel like the game AU like nowadays is like really corrupt now. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, I feel like it's a lot going on, but uh, and like it's changing now since I've been in high school because like I know like now like my niece is I'm not my niece, my little sister Tanya. I've been since she's actually a little eighth grade at uh, Northwood. She's getting really good. Shout out to her. Uh. She's like playing AU, but their AU season is ending at the end of this month. You know what I'm saying? They used to end like at the end of August, beginning of August. You know what I'm saying? So it's like really different. Right. But well, like, that's, well, it's different like that because of the NCAA rules and regulations about their traveling and coming out. Yeah, so all that got to do with all that. But go ahead. But my thing is, my take from it out, coming from my uh, perspective, what I would like tell uh, the audience, I would like say like. Like how you said it was in a USBA tournament, like, and the coaches like promised them like a bigger tournament. I feel like growing up, like for me, like I learned like it don't matter where you at. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to like play EYBL to get an offer. If you can play, they can fi- they'll find you. You know what I'm saying? Like if you stay true to yourself, it's true to your craft, and like stay on the right path. Don't go smoking and drinking and like partying and all that, like other BS. Like they'll find you if you can play. They'll find you. You know what I'm saying? Like John Morant got found. Because his coach is walking by to get a Snicker bar, you know what I'm saying? He just saw and heard, oh, wow, you know what I'm saying? They'll find you if you could play, and that's basically it. Like, if you could play, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, just stay true to yourself, and you'll definitely get found. That's, you know that's a saying? good point. That's good, but you still have to work, you gotta work, yeah, definitely. You definitely, you gotta involved. you gotta go the extra mile, and that's yeah. the biggest thing. I mean, keep your grades up, uh, because if you don't have if you don't have the grades, you're not gonna make it. You have to go the Juco route, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't go for that route, and a lot of people not built for that route. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, just because uh, there's some dogs out there. And uh, so just keep your grades up and stay consistent on your craft, and you'll be fine. Right. That's all okay. you got to do.
He made a name for himself as a star for the College of Charleston basketball teams in the mid to late 90s. And now, Jermel President is doing what he can to make sure that the Charleston area kids have a chance to succeed on the court and in life. So I want to you know, give some of that back to the community as well. Um, after college and after playing professionally, uh, I started the Day Foundation just to, to be that wealth of knowledge to the kids in the community and, and parents as well. College of Charleston Hall of Famer Jamel President said he saw a need for this while he was in school. So he founded the nonprofit Day Foundation. And its philosophy for success is based on what he calls his oatmeal recipe. Let's go and finish together. Basically, teaches the game of basketball, focusing on skills, development, nutrition, and education. Not only SAT, ACT type stuff, but education for parents in how to navigate through the different levels of athletics. I created something called the Oatmeal Recipe. And mm -hmm. the Oatmeal Recipe is uh, skill development, education, and nutrition. So I want to get your, your take on those three ingredients, um, starting with um, skill development. And when I say this all the time, too, I'm not talking about, and I am talking about on the court dribbling, but I'm also, also um, talking about, you know, uh, your relationships and using your, your your skill and communication to be effective off the court as well. Um, mm -hmm. How important is skill development to you, and uh, how do you use it to your everyday life? For me, skill development is real big, especially like in the real world, because I'm my personality is real outgoing. So you have to communicate. Like, how you gonna expect to like give if you don't communicate with people? Like, that's a big thing with me. You have to communicate with your teammates. Family members, friends, you know what I'm saying? Other, like, your girlfriends, mom and dad, you know what I'm saying? You got to communicate, you know what I'm saying? So um, I think that's one of the biggest things. And on the court, skill work is a real big thing, too, like, because it's the simple things, footwork, your technique on your jump shot, it's all types of stuff. Like, it's just skill that you have to work on and, like, take the time out of your day to, like, put it in on your old time, not just, like, when you have practice and stuff like that. You have to have to do the want and the will, like, on your own time. I like the one. Yeah. Well, I like that. Um, mm -hmm. The second one is uh, education. We talked about how important education is, but not only the reading and writing. Just you know, if you're playing, you know, Duke Saturday, you got to know your position. You got to know where yeah. he's from. You got to know what he did in high school. What hand he is? Is he a mm -hmm. shooter? Is he a passer? Is he a driver? You know what I mean? Like, is he good on defense? That's the mm -hmm. education of the game. Those little things will help you. You know, just you know, be great in what you do. So. What's your take on education when it comes to, you know, basketball? The, uh, the study of the game, uh, that's what film is for. You got to break down film. Uh, take may take 30 minutes, may take an hour. You know what I'm saying? If, it depends how bad you want to study your opponent uh, and who you're playing against. Uh, to be honest, like you said, you need to know all of that. You need to know, like, where does he like to get to on the spot? Does he like to go left? He like to shoot the pull up going right, step back going left. You got to know all of that. You know what I'm saying? You got to take details, like tight details, and break it down. You know what I'm saying? If you want to outplay that man, you know what I'm saying? It, it takes a lot, and you got to do it on your own time too. You got not just looking at what your man. You got to look at because you might play like me. I play different positions. You know what I'm saying? Versatile. So like you got to know like what offense that team is running that day, like how they like to come off this, like they might run like a Michigan two-guard shuffle. You got to see that man come off the back screen. How you going to play? You going to jam it up so they don't fade back for the shot or you going to let them come through? Like, saw different stuff, types of stuff into that. It's how you like view the game. You know what I'm saying? You just got to study it. Awesome. Awesome. And lastly, is nutrition, man. I think 
sleep and food is very important. Mm-hmm. She's talking about, um, you know, you gotta you be going all day from class to gym to you know the uh, you know, working out. Nutrition is important, and what I hate a lot is I seen kids not eating the right things like McDonald's and you know soda. Yeah. But what's, what's, your, what's your take on that? Man, I think nutrition is a big part of being an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like, and all that fast food and stuff. Like, when I was a younger, when I was real younger, I used to love it. But now, like, as you get older and high school and, like, college, it will take a toll on your body and you will feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't believe it, you will feel it. You'll be huffing and puffing down the court. And I think, like, well, basketball, that's the biggest thing is, like, being in the best shape of your life. You want to be able to run all day. You know what I'm saying? So... The main thing is like eating right, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to get like a nutrition artist or nothing like that, but like you need to like have like a a good wealthy meal, you know what I'm saying? Just eating the right thing. You don't need to eat all the time. I, if you want to, you can have like maybe like one cheat day. That's what I'm trying to do. Right. But like just like eat the simple things. Like you can make a sandwich at home or something like that. Eat, like I love pasta, like chicken alfredo, shrimp alfredo. I love pasta. Like that's really good. Uh, and you really check out on your carbs and stuff like that. And like like I said before earlier in the show, like. I'd be in the gym all day or in class. You need sleep, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need rest. You got to get your rest so you can feel your body and come back stronger, you know what I'm saying? And have a stronger mindset, you know what I'm saying? Because if not, like, your brain will die out and you won't be at your full strength and then you're going to get killed. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So that's a big thing. Them two things are huge. For sure. Well, before we we end, man, anything you want to, you know, tell the, the, the Charleston area, the community, you know, about, you know, any, 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 uh, last words? Uh, I just want to say, keep staying together as a community. And, uh, I love everybody in the city. And I love Charles, South Carolina. For sure. For sure. Yes, sir. The big guy, man. I appreciate your time today, man. You know, yes, sir, man. I appreciate you having me, man. That's awesome. Well, go, yes, sir. You got to get this, this weight in, go get big so you can, so you can kill it this year coming up. Yes, sir, man. I'm about to go to weightlifting, man. I got you. For sure. For sure. All right, well, have a good one, man. Thank you. All right, man, you too. I'll talk to you later. I'll hit you up. Yes, sir. All right. So there it goes, guys. Another one in the books. We thank Jamal for coming on and giving us insight on um, on things that's going on with him right now. Um, The transition from high school to college and how he's dealing with a lot of adversity right now. Um, He's also transferring to L.A. to JUCO. So we'll get back with him soon. And see how that went. Coming up next, we got Coach Seth Wilson, uh, who's a head coach at Folk Union Military Academy, which is my alma mater. Um, talked to Coach Wilson about athletes, talking about um, things that he see young athletes need to do, um, especially at a prep school level, and also his trials and tribulations um, that made him a man, made him the man he is today. All right. We'll be right back. What Jermel is doing with Today Foundation and the approach he's taking to help develop young athletes, first of all, getting them prepared from the academic standpoint, which, as you know as well as I do, Bobby, that's the most important element to try to get them to eat healthy, to be able to train properly, to get the proper education, and then hopefully for those who are talented enough to have a chance to move on to perhaps even get a free education by going off to college. But I love what Jermel is doing. It's a wonderful program. Hopefully more people in the community will get behind it and some of the businesses involved as well to help sponsor this program. Because these are the kind of 
things that every community needs, looking out for the best interest of the youth. The future of this country is in our youth, and everything that we can do to help prepare them better for that is absolutely wonderful, and, and I can't express adequately enough my admiration and respect for what Jermel is doing, and hopefully he'll get a lot of help from a lot of people. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Jamel President and on Twitter at President Jamel. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast as I'll be bringing you a new interview every month. Yeah.